It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 286, entitled Mucho Technical Gremlins. It was recorded on Monday the 12th of Feb, 2024. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined by three fabulous guests. I'm joined by Mark Westgard, by Tim Nash and Pete Chaneri. It's a WordPress podcast, so guess what? We're going to talk all about WordPress. The first thing we're going to talk about is the Roadmap 2024 for core performance. What's coming up in this year to make your WordPress websites faster. We talk about the resurrection of the WP Tavern and the fact that there are people now being onboarded to go into some kind of competition to compete to see who's going to get the two jobs there that are available. We talk about the schedule for WordCamp Asia, the photo directory, We talk about that and how many photos have been added and the fact that it really does look like a project that's taking off in recent times. There's a few things going on in the WordPress space that we mention in terms of developer hours and tutorials that are taking place online. Tim Nash mentions something that he's doing you can book onto in the near future. We also talk about a tweet thread which Brian Jackson sent to Mark complimenting him on his product WS form. The core blocks directory, what should be in there? We get into a bit of a discussion about that. And then we spend a bit of time at the end showing you some very, very silly websites. But right at the start of the podcast, everything goes wrong. My whole system seems to collapse and I hope that you can cope with it. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. <laughs> Hello, hi. Hi there, everybody. Like we didn't speak moments ago. Hi. Um, hi, everybody. Seriously, thank you for joining us on This Week in WordPress, episode number 286. Uh, it's Monday, the 12th of February, in case you didn't know. Where have you been all my life? We're going to have a chat about WordPress. I'm joined by three fabulous people. I'm joined by a uh, regular. I'm going to call him the co-host. He's down there. He's called Mr. Westgar. You can do that he, one. Yeah, okay. Right, let's try and talk. Let's try and line them up. Go on. Just let's see what happens there. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, no. T- no, no. no. I'm going <laughs> to I'm giving off. No. Uh, for those of you listening, that must have been fun. We tried to line up fingers. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we are honestly going to talk about um, WordPress in a little bit. But before then, let's do the proper bio. So, as I've said, there's Mark Westgard. He guards the West, but he does other things as well. Uh, he has a WordPress plugin called WS Form. And he's frozen. And in the introduction uh, section. <laughs> um, so I don't know uh, if you... Oh, you it's, not, something, it's not me, is it? It's frozen. It's it really, really is him. It's him. Maybe <laughs> I'm frozen. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, it was you. Because also, you've gone blue. Do Am you I notice frozen? it's got this blue I'm tint to his camera? Maybe you'll have to restart. Yeah, something's gone really weird, hasn't it? Yeah. Which might be if I can... Yeah, so, well, welcome to the <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> 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 I, uh, there we are. We're not live. Me. 
but I don't know if I froze to you. What happened there? That was kind you, of you definitely froze. Yeah, yeah. And now um Yeah, now you you yeah. Okay, now we can try the finger thing. So Did for those mind? for those of you <laughs> Tim Nutch is like, no, put it your fingers away. Um I was going to introduce Mark properly. I don't know if I got frozen just prior to that, but um Mark is the you founder did. of WS Form. Uh, on the introduction thing here, it just says to follow. So I don't know if he's... Uh, that's, all, that's all you get. That's, that's all I get. All I do you do. want to introduce yourself properly? That, that's about... You, you just turn the camera off to, to get rid of me. I know I know what you're doing. Okay. Not... Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's about it. WS Form. Uh, WS Form. Go check it out. WSform.com. Um, yeah, I come on this show occasionally. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about some glowing endorsements of your product in a little while. Mm. But before we get to that, let's introduce some of the panelists. Uh, firstly, up there, Peacha Neri. How are you doing, Peacha? I'm very well, thank you very much. My feet are boiling because I because the sun is mm -hmm. out, uh, and I do uh, UX and also mm -hmm. UI. Even though some people frown is... at the UX and UI, but I do both. Is he I frozen? Can't see again? Him. I'm going to be fun. Welcome to Tim's show. <laughs> well, your co-host, Mark, that's it. He's putting you to the test. That's what's he is. Happening. He's testing me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Did anybody actually pay attention to what the links were this week? <laughs> I, I did, actually. We've got the show notes. We can do it. It's fine. Well, we, can keep, we can keep going through. Yeah. I'm not. And we've also got know. Tim Nash. Tim Nash, WordPress security consultant. Tell us about yourself, Tim. So, uh, I'm Tim Nash. Um, I think I, my bio says something like professional doom speaker. Oh, he's back. He's back for a second. I, I, don't, have, I, don't, I honestly he, don't hold out too much hope for this because I don't think it's ever let me down. So we're using a platform, uh, as you'd imagine, it's in the browser and we all connect and it's been, you know, we've had a few little hiccups with the audio and stuff, but it's never, ever let me down. Um, it's often let our panelists down, you know, they couldn't connect their audio or something like that. But today it's let me down catastrophically twice and we're like a minute and a half in. So what I'll say to you guys is if it, if it cocks up again, uh, just flee because I think if it repeatedly <laughs> cocks up, there's just no point in trying to battle against broken technology. And we might just but, talk well, about but, you for an hour. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the live didn't interrupt, did it? Does no, it no. So, so that, that is one of the nice things about this particular platform is it will keep going. Even if you have um, a catastrophic failure, the platform will keep running in the background. And I turn that box on every time. Typically, if I didn't turn that on, it would have already killed the feed twice over. In other words, the show would have stopped. But I, I deliberately turn that off. But we seem to be okay so far. I always re reboot my Mac before we start. So hopefully uh, things will continue. But seriously, if it goes wrong uh, again, just, you know, <laughs> say goodbye. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, screw it. We'll have to wave before we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can we'll maybe do that at the start. Um, did you all get a chance to introduce yourself? I heard you introduce Tim there. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're good to. Okay. Yeah, we're covered. All right. Okay. In which case, I will just crack on with sharing my screen and hopefully getting on with the show. I do apologize. Sometimes you've got to roll with the punches. As the famous Rick, Mickey Rort once said, you've just got to roll the potato. He actually did say that, uh, even though did nobody. He? Yeah, but it makes no sense. There was an article when I was at university which did the rounds in the halls, and it was famous things that Mickey Rourke said, and that was the one which made me spit my coffee out because uh, <laughs> it just makes no sense. This is us. 
wpbuilds.com. If you fancy knowing about what we're doing, put your email address into this little box and click this little button. If you want to know what we're doing on a more sort of granular level, you can go to our schedule page, uh, wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule. It's a little calendar. Um, and on that calendar, we've got a bunch of events which are coming up during the next week or so. I confess, I put off quite a lot of these in and then I got a bit ill last week and so I failed to maintain it. But one of the endeavors for this week is to catch up on that, get everything in there. Anyways. You can see there you did not put our episode in, even no, though it that, is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, it will. We're, we'll Thanks. get to that. We will get oh, to that. Oh, 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 oh. No, I, 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 honestly, if you'd have seen me last week, you'd have understood. I was basically dying, Peacher. Um, I know, I know, yeah. I'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. um, but thank you for joining us, you three. I really appreciate it. We've got a few comments that have come in on the chat. I appreciate that as well. First one is from Maya saying uh, hello. That's very hello, nice Maya. for you to join us. Uh, Michelle Frechette is joining us. She got in with the weather commentary early on. Uh, she's coming from Rochester where it's 34 degrees Fahrenheit, 1 degree centigrade. Uh, we've got Rick, who I don't think we've seen before. He says, I've been listening in the car for years to your podcast. That sounds like torture. Um, you should get out of the car occasionally. <laughs> that's uh, that's a lot of time in the car. First time I catch you lads on a live stream. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. James Kemp, I, it's, I'd say it's probably your internet. Yeah, it is, except I've got a speed test running and my internet is rock solid. Uh, so, yeah, it could be. Hopefully you'll we'll see. See how it goes, uh, James. But I caught sight of one of your products, James, this week. That was it, yours, James. That thing which reminds you in a fairly aggressive way about appointments coming up. That looked kind of cool. Um, did a great job to go back to bed, Nathan. They did a great job to go back to bed. I don't get that. Can anybody tell me what Andrew's making? They, we, basically, we were we were all right when you were off the screen. Everything um, was fine. Oh. So who you know basically who who needs you? Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> I am joking. It's a joke. It's no, no, joke. no. Uh, my oh, mother I'm used to say the you. same thing on a daily basis. Uh, I learned to accept it. And they're also were joined by Babs uh, as well. Hello, Babs. Yay! And Courtney. Bab Babs is coming from Ely, and Courtney says she like I I like that Tim has taken in the top left seat. I don't know if he is in the top left anymore. Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there he is. Right. Oh, and you've been to, you've been to WordCamp Phoenix, Courtney. Yeah. How did that go? I saw some social media posts over the last 24 I'm hours. jealous. I wanted to go to that. Did you? Yeah. Oh. My son's You're, birthday. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that wouldn't go down so well, would it? You know, taking no. him to a WordCamp. No. Have your cake over there in the, uh, in the, uh, <laughs> hallway track, young boy. You may have enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Right, okay, let's get on with the WordPressy stuff. So the first thing to mention um, is this. It's over on make.wordpress.org. It's the roadmap for the core performance team. I've highlighted a bunch of stuff, but really what I'm trying to do is just draw attention to the fact that the core performance team have been really busy during the year 2023. I think it's fair to say that prior to their uh, stepping up and doing all this stuff, WordPress probably wasn't as optimal as it could be. And then the team was put together and then rapidly changed an awful lot. Um, getting a, a little bit into the weeds of it, in the year 2024, they, they first of all make the point that this, um, this roadmap is completely intentionally broad and intentionally incomplete. In other words, it's just, you know, it's a working document. They're going to iterate on it. But the, the core performance team's primary focus, the big picture, is uh, interactive performance. So it says here, I'll just quote it. 
Many WordPress sites, especially among the more popular ones, struggle with slow reactivity or delays when users interact with the site. This performance aspect can be measured via the interaction to next paint. You'll hear about this a lot in the future. INP, and INP is going to become one of those acronyms bundled into Core Web Vitals in March. Uh, we're also They're also going to be focusing on WordPress load time performance, continuing uh, over the efforts in 2023. Ecosystem activation, that sounds a bit strange. So again, I'll read. Providing better guardrails, documentation, implementing tooling, sorry, implementing tooling for plugin and theme developers to follow performance best practices. And then finally, um, performance measurement. Um, so obviously the ability to measure those kind of things. I've highlighted a bunch of stuff further down. Um, there's a lot of things about the interactivity API and various other things, but in all honesty, I don't think we've got time to go through all of that. But I just wanted to raise my hat and say thank you to the core performance team. He's pulled doing great out. work and uh, with ideas, even if they don't, yeah, even if they don't turn out to be the right <laughs> of the ones that they will actually follow. So I'm going to to you three and see if anybody wants to chip in. I'll chip in. And you've frozen um, again. Oh, yeah. my Lord. It, but it doesn't matter. No, when, you, when you think we've frozen, Nathan, rest assured it's you, not us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. So what I'll do in the future then, no, that's good to know. Um, so if, if that happens, I'll just, just hang over. tight. Yeah, yeah, because it does appear. Yeah, hang that, tight. So, you'll you'll come back to yeah. In the meantime, we'll, we'll hold the fort, yeah. won't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, okay. Th there's a there's a lot in this list, and it's it's a good brain dump of things okay. that need to happen. Go I think it. it's quite uh, uh, quite ambitious to get all this done in 2024. There's reference to like removing jQuery and stuff like that, which I yeah, I did a quick search last night, and there's an awful lot of jQuery. <laughs> In amongst WordPress, but the um, the interaction to ne next paint thing is definitely worth um, looking at. Uh, that's I think that's I think that's coming live in March. I think Google's going to start using that. Um, it's quite interesting how that works as well. It's very different from one of the other core vitals that they're that they're replacing it with. So that's definitely worth having a look at. But essentially, and I'm, I may be wrong on this, but I think it's looking at how long it takes for things to react. Uh, on event handlers, so whenever you click on something on a page, how you know what the duration is before something happens for the user. There's some actually on, on the link there. Uh, there's some examples of, of how that works, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm pleased that they're focusing on this. It's um, something that that's vital. In my opinion, I mean, I I've been using Gutenberg on a client project. I don't do an awful lot of client work, but I've been using um, Gutenberg on a on a project. And I like the HTML output from it. There's, it's very, very, very clean. And I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on other theme developers and plugin developers to, to make sure that they adhere to this. Um, the, the layout editor, the Gutenberg itself, does a pretty good job already of, of being fairly responsive and clean. So I think we've all got a responsibility to take on this big picture as well. I think that's the key component is that this is for effectively WordPress core. And while they're offering some sort of bits of recommendations to plugin developers and developers, anybody who thinks, oh, if they do all these things and if they completed their roadmap, which as you say, is hugely ambitious, mm -hmm. but if they manage to complete the roadmap for many sites, unfortunately, it's not going to make that huge amount of difference because uh. they're going to be installing that plugin or that have that theme from 10 years ago, saying get rid of jQuery. 
it's embedded into WordPress core, but just imagine how many plugins and fields oh, yeah. use it. It just, what, it's the idea of removing it. And I just don't think it's actually yeah. feasible, sadly. Well, I think we've got this list in the, in a good priority order, um, because some of those other things are just immense. There's, there's a, there's a lot on here that, um, is, is going to help out from, from day one. So, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to get this, this stuff done. Um, but you know, they've got all the right stuff in there. So I think, uh, hats off to them. They're focusing in the right place. Well, as, um, Nathan and I hear, um, Andrew Palmer has written as one of the comments. I can't bring it up on the screen because I don't know how, but the <laughs> interactivity API is really important and it's a whole new thing. I've no idea what you've been talking about. I haven't heard a single word. Excellent. You can carry on now. That Next Nathan Wrigley, I tell you. He's... Well, so so what's happened now? I'll just give you a quick update because this is quite exciting from my end, as you can imagine. Because, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of me running the show and I've decided to be crap at running the show. So I went downstairs and I literally shook my router a bit. Oh, yeah, that works sometimes. <laughs> Um, cause I figured like nothing has changed in the environment, but I was, I was, I was out with the Hoover earlier and I hit the desk that the router's on and I thought, I wonder if the little aerials have gone. So I just rejigged the aerials and now we seem to be back, which is kind of, isn't that weird? That's the only thing yeah. that I've done that's different, but we need, <laughs> you'll have to put the router in a, a box of rice or something. <laughs> <laughs> Try it off. Yeah. Well, it, it, did, did you all get a chance to talk about that, though? It, we, is that one done? Do you have any feedback on that picture? I, I, no, I don't, actually. Not your bag. I don't. No. I just, okay. I, all I can say is that, uh, the, actually, I have a small contribution to make. I, um, well, performance is a way bigger part of UX than some people, and by that I mean me until a while ago, think. It is, it is really important. And, um, I've also recently found out that, you know, as we, you get older, you feel like time goes faster. And that's why we want to wait even less for slow websites. It's a fact. It's a, apparently it's absolutely true that the longer, the, the older you get, the quicker time, time flies past. And therefore, therefore, uh, good web performance is essential. For uh, older people, here we are. It brings to mind that's the. My, uh, that's my. So I very much appreciate this. If it means that a WordPress is more performant, I think it's great for everybody involved. I um there was a, there's a comedian called Stephen Wright, and he made the funniest joke about time. He said he said he put some instant coffee in the microwave, and it went back in time. <laughs> which I just thought, <laughs> which is really great. I I know what you mean, Peacher time everything seems to be sort of slightly distorted than when i was a kid uh thank you for the comments about that and thank you for sticking with us i realized that um you know the technical gremlins have, have really made it sort of slightly problematic it, firstly thank you to you three for just sort of keeping the whole ship going that's great um andrew palmer's made quite a few comments he says the interactivity on a roll yeah is it yeah yeah the interactivity <laughs> uh api is really important it's a whole new thing yeah we, i didn't get into that but there is quite a lot I don't know in what there it is about the interactivity API. Well, we could get into that, but I fear we haven't got enough time. It could, it would probably take a day or more 
Can you can you just do? Can you if you were to just you know give it an elevator pitch? How would yeah? So it's the it's an API which allows you to kind of do things. So okay, a perfect example would be the shopping cart in WooCommerce and the idea that you click the button to add to the cart and the little cart icon now says one next to it instead of none next to it. So you've done something on one part of the page and something has happened in the background magically to make something else update somewhere else. Okay, uh, so yeah. that's a really simple a uh, example, example of it, okay, but I've got the feeling that people are going to run with it once it's up and running and do pretty incredible uh, things with it. As developers, Tim and Mark might have more to say about the interactivity API than that. I um, don't know a lot about it, no. so I'll have to dig into that and learn about it. Yeah. Okay, well, there's that piece. Let's hope my, uh, let's hope my router stays where it is. So this is, just, this is great news for me. Um, hopefully for the rest of you as well. The, the the thing that I've looked at for the longest period of time, really to to bolster out this show, um, is the WP Tavern, because Justin Tadlock, since I have been doing the show, Justin Tadlock and Sarah Gooding have been had been writing. And then, oh, I don't know, probably a year and a half, two years ago, Justin, excuse me, stepped down to, uh, to go to Automatic. And then Sarah stepped away to work no longer in WordPress, but elsewhere. And as of, I think it was November, early November, the, the tavern has remained dormant except for podcast episodes, which I've been putting up. And actually, if you do want to see any of those, if you just click on this podcast link, you get to them all. I've been sticking those up every week. Uh, but the writing side of it has gone away. And Matt Mullenweg said that he would um, explore opportunities for new talent to come along. And being the busy person that he is, that hasn't happened until now. We now have a new uh, idea of what's going on. I don't know what you make of the the format that Matt's chosen. It seems, on the face of it, it's, it maybe it's slightly adversarial. I don't know. Well, not adversarial, but you know what I mean. Let me explain what's happening. So he's he's received some feedback from people who want to write for the tavern. Uh, more than seven is all I can say because I don't know anything about it because he's picked seven and he says sorry for the ones that didn't make the cut. So we know there was more. Uh, and what he's going to do for the next two weeks, or for a period of two weeks, they're going to be put on a trial of $25 an hour. Then, depending on some criteria, I don't know what that criteria will be, They two of them will be selected. So five will be, it sounds like a reality TV show, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> you're fired kind of thing. Uh, what's that called? The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So isn't, is sorry. No, 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 it's okay. I'll, yeah, I'll just finish off. And then after that two-week period, two people will be picked and become full-time Audrey Capital employees. Um, and the reason that they're Audrey Capital, now, I'm re- I, I don't actually know this for certain. I think it's to put some separation between them as journalists and the WordPress project so that they can act independently. Um, and, you know, so that, that, that you can't... You can't immediately draw the line between WordPress.com or Automatic and the WP Tavern. So there we go. Th- that's it. Peach, sorry, I interrupted. No, I, I interrupted. So I'll, the thing no, is I that, interrupted. isn't that, are we going to, is it going to be a, a, is that what we're doing then? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's play who's the better interrupter. I can, I, I, I would win this one, Nathan. I'm warning you. <laughs> anyway, uh, isn't it in a way 
the I, I I get it, and it does feel like that a bit. Um, but isn't it the way ever interviews work all the time? There's this usually happens in the background, and at least it's a paid trial. I mean, it's not. I hope that's not the full pay for it, but it's a paid trial because I, I I'm completely against any kind of trial that isn't paid. This is paid, and um, it's. Uh, I wonder what the criteria will be. I, I reckon that they might find themselves in a really difficult situation. It, it's, it's not going to be an easy choice, but also it feels like two weeks is a long enough time that you can actually judge someone on it. I don't know how they're going to do it if they've got a full-time job. I guess that you ha you'd have to take a holiday from it if you already have a job. Um, but yeah, I can, I can get, I can, Get why it feels like sort of Hunger Gaming. Not that I've ever watched the Hunger Games, but you know. Yeah. But at the um, same time, it is also a not bad way of finding out. There, there was the previous post. The previous post that Matt put up was was actually on the 18th of November. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit sooner than I thought. Um, there was some reference. I'm trying to find it at the minute, but I think it was to do with engagement. I think there was going to be some metric of. Uh, like how many comments that were, were received and things like that. But also, I guess somebody's going to actually read them and, you know, see if there's intellectual curiosity was one of the things. So the, the candidates have got to have, it says here, impeccable integrity, relentless curiosity, a blogger's hustle, passion for news and technology, ability, technical ability to tinker within WordPress plugins and themes. And then there was definitely something about what the process would be in terms of, you know, how they would judge who those people were so but i can't find it uh right now okay so yeah yeah i guess peter what you were saying about a job application i mean typically i guess the, the difference there is you don't normally do it in public do you 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 would normally exactly. do that whole thing in private and then but i you know i guess you're signing up for that aren't you and if you don't want to be part of that process of seven if that's too much i guess you can pull out still at this point uh, Mark, maybe they had too so many high quality applications that they had to that they couldn't you know the maximum they could whittle it down to was seven which yeah. is a good thing yep. i don't think i don't envy them it's a, it's not going to be an easy choice i suppose there's going to be a slight problem potentially over the next two weeks in that um you may i guess there's an opportunity for stories to overlap because there's only i mean with the best will in the world there's so there's only so many stories in the WordPress space. And then occasionally a big story comes along and you'd imagine that all seven of them would want to <laughs> probably possibly jump on that simultaneously, which would be kind of weird. Maybe there's they need some um, collaborative editing. That's what they need. Oh, now there's a thought. There well, you go. They're going to work uh, some. Yeah. Maybe they'll write a, an article about this episode. <laughs> yeah. Internet drops. And It'll just simply be called <laughs> failure. <laughs> One word. So, and they're going to, so two people will be employed. Yes, at the end, yeah. And which makes you think: Was Sarah doing two people's job? job? Yeah, she kind of. I think. I think <laughs> it's fair to say that she. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, I, I think that, that's fair to say. Toward the end, there for the last uh, period of yeah. time, I think she really was. Um, well, yeah, of course, it was Justin left as well. Yeah, Justin left, but she was very, 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 very good. Uh, these people have got uh, big shoes to fill. I, I think, I mean, obviously everybody's got their opinions, but I thought she was incredible actually like a real dynamo. And in the farewell yeah. piece that she wrote, I think she'd been doing it for a decade. And in the farewell piece that she wrote on the tavern, she did make the point that when she began, she really didn't have this capacity to sit down and write on a daily basis, but then it became part of her 
mojo, part of her existence, to the point where she now craves to write every day. It just has become part of who she is and what have you. So anyway, um, I'm looking forward to that. Tim or Mark, don't know if you want to develop on that anymore. I'm just delighted it's going to keep going. Yep. Um, it was you know quiet for a while, so I'm glad Matt's had the time to get that in place and Ooh. looking forward to seeing it come alive again. Always refer to WP Tab. I know you do a lot in the show as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, anything on that? I look forward to meeting the new uh, new writers. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who they are. Yeah. If they're not. Well, Michelle makes the same point. She says, I'm excited to see who'll be writing there. Um, and Andrew, we were talking about Audrey Capital earlier and the sort of degree of separation possibly. And uh, Andrew says, even though Audrey is owned by Matt, that, that is true. Um, but what I can tell you, uh, Andrew, um, and this is no word of a lie, when I was asked to do the podcast, there was no strings of any nature uh, attached. I wasn't instructed to do one thing or not do another thing. It was very much an open, an open experience. And so I've, I've been led by myself. Uh, so hopefully the same sort of no strings attached will, will come through as well. All right, right, let's move on. We're going to talk about an event. I don't know the, the three of you, which ones of you are going, but coming up very soon. Wow, wow, like literally uh, four weeks away is mm -hmm. WordCamp Asia from March the 7th to the 9th, 2024. It's been held in Taiwan, Taipei. Now, we've talked about this a lot, but why are we talking about it again? Well, because the schedule has been released, and so it's time to uh, dig out whatever note-taking app you use to sort of decide what it is that you're going to attend. Um, and so here we are. You can see there are, well, essentially there's four tracks. Well, there's four tracks, labeled tracks, plus there's a, a workshop room. It's called 203A. Um, but there's four main tracks. Um, and I, one thing that I'm slightly confused about is that when I scan through this, and again, forgive me, dear listener, if you're listening to this, you won't be able to see it. But if you go to asia.wordcamp.org, you can find this easily enough. It's uh, forward slash 2024 forward slash schedule. Um, there's a lot of space still. And I don't know where they've used the word closed, whether that means they were just never intending to fill that up, or if it means we haven't decided yet, because occasionally it says closed. And then in other spaces, it says TBD, which I'm imagining means to be decided. Um, so, I mean, it's not like it looks blank or anything. And to be honest with you, four or five tracks is, is more than enough. There's, but there is definitely something going on um, all the time. You can see there's a few familiar faces, familiar names up here, including, look, there's, there's Michelle, Michelle. who's in the, yeah. is in the chat. She's doing one called What Does Underrepresentation Mean? What is Allyship and Why Does It Matter? But really, it's all there for you to go and check out. Uh, Peacher, Tim, Mark, are you any of you guys going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm sponsoring, so I'm looking forward to it. It's my second uh, Asia sponsorship. I did the first one last year. So delighted to be going back. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not sure what to expect, really, as in, you know, in terms of the size of it. Um, it seemed early on that there was... Uh, a much lower number of sponsors than there were the year before, but it seems to have picked up again. So, um, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to go. Are you, you're going as well, Nathan? I'm going to be there. I'm going to go a few days before and then spend a couple of days afterwards, just sort of, you know, yeah. recovering from the jet lag, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm genuinely excited. I didn't manage to make the the one in um, Bangkok, and I was I really did wish to go to that. 
And it sounds like that was a pretty amazing event. And I, I can't really get my hands on why everybody that went thought it was so different and unique, but that mm. without a shadow of a doubt, everybody that I've spoken to says it was a little bit special. Yeah, and, Bang- uh, Bangkok right. was, was special. It was, it was a it was great special. event. There was, what, what though? What was what was it that caught your attention? Because you think for it's me, conference, how? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was primarily the people were just lovely that were still were there. The, um, I mean, the people in Bangkok, but also the people that attended. It was a very different crowd from US and Europe. Um, there was uh, a lot of people from India there, for example. A lot of development groups were there, and it was great to meet them and. They would they would come up and, and say hey you know I've been using your product and, and we love it uh, a lot of them were using the uh, free light edition of my product which is nice to hear um, oh right okay but it, yeah. but it was um, I mean I I I was there with a friend and he was just constantly bringing me water so I was talking solid for two days and it, there was so many people coming past so the foot traffic was incredible um, so yeah I I don't go there to make an ROI, you know, I don't go there to make sales. I go there to network and meet people. And it, it was, uh, it was a really great event and it was, it was nicely laid out as well, the way they did it. Cause everything was kind of on one floor. Um, so, you know, it wasn't kind of disjointed, like some work camps can be. So they did quite a nice job with the, with the layout. Nice. Um, and for the smaller businesses, they did a wonderful job with the small booths that we had. So I think they did a great job. So yeah, looking forward to this one as well. Well, the, the sponsorships seem to have been selling reasonably well. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. doesn't seem to be any shortage of them. Yeah, it's definitely here. increased, which is great. Where are you? Which which? Oh, I'm always at the bottom. I'm always at the oh, bottom. Oh, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, on my lonesome. Look at that. Oh yeah, yeah, you are. You're literally. literally. Yeah, right you there. know what? One thing that happened last year that we cure. I'm not going this year, but I, I did go last year. I was speaking, and I agree. It was is particularly all work camps are great, but I think there was a lot of excitement. Because it was, uh, because the first, uh, it did, because it was, um, cancelled the first time. So I think that there was a lot of goodwill and happiness and excitement about that because the team had been waiting three years to finally get it done. So I think there was a lot of that. And also, I mean, personally, I love Bangkok. I don't ask me why, because it's, <laughs> you know, you could say the opposite of what I say and I'd still agree with you. But it was just so great to feel like you're uh, in, inside Blade Runner. And, but more than any other work I'm, I've been to, the hallway track was the, the liveliest. I mean, I, I went at, because the main um, track was huge and uh, often it was em- not empty, but you would have expected much more, many more people in the audience. And, uh, in fact, it was better to be in a, in a, a speaking in a smaller room. So that was the hallway track was the liveliest that I've ever seen it. And normally it is really lively. So it was a very, very interesting, uh, event. And yes, Andrew is adding that it was well organized, lots of international. I mean, it was all, it was all great. The sponsor parties. I mean, I loved it. The, what's not to like about a partying on a boat? Honestly, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was amazing, and I'm sure that um, uh, I mean the the final party. Wow, I had so much fun, and because the only alcohol was beer, I don't drink beer, so I was completely sober. <laughs> you <laughs> anyway, actually remembered it, was great. it and I hope yeah. that I'm sure that um, this one will be just as great. Oh, riding well, on the yeah. wave. Of I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Tim? Are you heading over there at all? 
No, sadly not. Though WordCamp Asia is possibly the one of the the large WordCamps that I would want to go to. I mean, mm. I generally I don't think I like larger WordCamps. Uh, but yeah, WordCamp Asia, I would like to just do so I could tick it off. But also because yeah. it's completely different to WordCamps in Europe. So it would be very cool to go to. Well, like I said, if you are interested, you can now find the schedule. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, as I always do. But there's plenty of different stuff in there. There's absolutely loads of talks and uh, some familiar faces, for me at least, but also quite a lot of new names that I've not come across. And so that's exciting as well. Um, and I always enjoy the whole way track. I'm so I just right next to Bob WP. So beware. We're, yes, we're... you've got a sponsor <laughs> stall next to him. I am so going to come over and have fun there, whatever that means. I don't know. It's going to be I fun. think I've got this two-dimensional representation of your face, Mark, and I'm going to... Uh, oh, be careful, because I've got uh, your two-dimensional okay. face right Oh, is it right there? No, no. <laughs> don't, no, not tempting fate. Uh, I feel unwell enough as it is without seeing some sort of apparition of myself over in the United States. So Andrew Palmer, I raised it on the screen, but I'm going to say it. He said it was really well organized, lots of international presence, great networking opportunities and sponsor parties were great. Plus, uh, the auditoriums were close to the sponsor decks too, which I suppose if you're a sponsor is actually super important. I, I've heard tell of WordCamps where the two were, you know, the sponsor area and the actual area where the presentations were going on were almost in separate buildings and you feel that it's not really going to be great value for money from a sponsor point of view. So. Mm -hmm. But like you say, it's not about the uh, return on investment always, but nevertheless. So there we go. That's WordCamp Asia. Uh, similar community feel to it, but not quite the same. This is something uh, Marcus Burnett, he's been on the show several times. He has put this website together, which I think is quite nice. The, uh, the WordPress photo directory um, was announced on December the 14th, 2021. And the idea is that you would submit your photos, which would be freely available to everybody inside their WordPress website. And Marcus has put together this nice little um, live updated website, which shows you the, the contributions going. And if you're watching this, it'll be fairly easy to understand, but I'll try to explain it. Essentially, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a straight line. It's more of an upward curve. Um, if we go back to 2021, obviously there were no photographs by kind of like a year later. So December 2022, there was about 5,000, just over 5,000. December 2023, it was somewhere in the region of, I don't know, 11,500. And as we stand at the moment, February 2024, we're slightly over 13,000. So these are all photos which have been freely given uh, for you to use. And it does look like, certainly since, oh, I don't know, about July last year, something like that, it seems to have, well, not caught fire. It's not like it's an exponential thing, but it looks like the beginning of a bell curve, if you know what I mean. It's just started to go up a little bit more each month by a little bit more, if you know what I mean. So as of now, you've got uh, roughly, well, fast, probably about 14,000 pictures as of this moment. Oh, it says there, it says 15,011. So that's obviously been updated. I forgot to mention that anyway i thought that was a nice community project mm -hmm. free photos available for you and you can contribute them there are some caveats around that like no faces obviously you know decorum um whatever that means but you get the point nothing weird or seedy um and you can submit those for free it's a fairly simple process i think you can do five at a time um and then the wordpress people will be able to use them for free on their wordpress websites 
anything you want to say about that? Oh, it's gone up, says Michelle. Look, it's gone up by two in the, uh, in the time that I've had that page live. So 15,013, she says. Anybody want to contribute on that nice endeavor or shall I move on? I would just say, please be patient with the moderators, uh, as with everything with WordPress, plugin directory, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're all humans. They're all doing it on their own time. So please be patient. There's, there's been a lot of photos submitted recently because there's a, a competition going on. Um, yeah, that's right. The Kerala one. Yeah. 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 And there was a l- little bit of heat in the WordPress photos, uh, Slack channel with people saying, you know, why are my photos being, uh, reviewed, but just, just be patient. They're doing a great job. She, uh, Michelle, who is one of those moderators is right back at you. She says every photo is moderated by a human volunteer and obviously they're fitting it in, in their spare time. And there's quite, there's probably quite a few checkboxes. In fact, when you upload the image, uh, there are about, oh, I don't know. I'm going to guess there's probably about 15 or 20 checkboxes that you've got to go through. Um, with all the sort of caveats, you know, you're excluded. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. It isn't this. It isn't that. And so, uh, Michelle, what about just, metadata? Just, just you one. Have to Go on. Sorry, sorry Peachy. Sorry, carry on. I told you I'm better than you at interrupting. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering because I used to, uh, I used to upload it to take photos for stock photography sites, and uh, you had to always add as. I mean, it was in your interest to add as much metadata as possible for it to be found. So do you do that? Because obviously then it's easier to find a relevant image. I've submitted a few and I can't exact, I can't remember now, um, where you go to submit them. And I I haven't really got the capacity to Google it at the moment, but there is my memory is that there was definitely some, uh, metadata. So I had to describe the picture. Uh, I guess that's for alt text and things, you know, screen readers and what have you. But also there were just loads and loads of checkboxes so that you could, um, so that you were definitively saying it doesn't have a human face and so on and so forth. Just whilst you're there, Michelle, I've just thought about this. Um, Michelle, if it's not there already, it would be a really nice idea to have a box to tick all the boxes on that submission form. Cause when I did it, you had to do them all one at a time and trying to tick 15 boxes when you know it's your photo and it's completely benign and you know you're going to end up ticking them all would be would be quite a nice idea uh yeah there we go so you need to include a description that can be used as alt text so yeah picture upload go for it why not you know it's uh nice for posterity as much as anything else i bought myself a camera for christmas it's right there and um and i intend to get busy over the summer when the weather's improved and take as many pictures as i can and i'll be bringing it to asia so oh no they won't count I'll probably have faces in them. Does my flat 2D, 2D face count? Because that's not a face. If we took mm, a picture. Good mm, question. Yeah. Maybe I'm breaking laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say laws of decorum. <laughs> uh, uh, the, there, is, there is once you've submitted 30. Oh, okay. I don't know what she means about that. If there's a way of uh, getting rid of those checkboxes, I don't know. Tim, anything about that? I was just going to say, Michelle's saying that if you've, uh, if you, after you've submitted 30 photos, you're deemed to be a, a, a more responsible person and can have the skip all the checks. Ah, I oh, okay. see. Yeah, that makes You sense. haven't submitted enough, Nathan, is what she's saying. No. Go, go Do you know photos. what? I, I, I screwed something up as well because I submitted five and they all got through. And then I submitted five more. And, and for some reason, <laughs> maybe it's a computer fault that I have. 
they it looked like they'd all submitted, and then I got an email shortly afterwards to say that they'd all they'd all failed, which was kind of interesting. And I'd, I'd shut the computer down. Because of your breakfast. I, I know, I know. And I'd shut the computer down at that point, never went back. So I, I need to make more of an effort. Uh, right, okay. In that case, so this is a complete aside, but it's just a nice little graphic to show that that project is definitely going in the right direction. Okay, so this is just a couple of things which I just wanted to mention. Unless any of you have got something you want to add, I'll just press on through them. Um, the developer hours um, sequence of events, there's one coming up tomorrow uh, from 4 to 5 UTC, um, and it's um, Nick Diego and Ryan Welcher. They're doing one all about JavaScript for modern WordPress development. You can find it in the show notes, which I'll put out tomorrow, or it's on meetup.com. Uh, look, search for WordPress developer hours. So there's that. Uh, this next one is, uh, uh, this is an episode of the, well, I'm going to call it Rob Cairns podcast because I, it's stunt, stunning digital marketing show. And, uh, this week, um, Rob Cairns, who's very, very often in, on this show. So I wanted to give him a, a, a tip of the hat. Uh, he had some chap called, uh, Tim Nash on and, uh, and they presumably talked mm -hmm. about security. Do you, do you want to add anything to that? Did you, uh, do you want to say something about it? You did it? indeed talk about security. Yeah, you should definitely go and listen to it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance yet, um, but I will. I'll make an effort. Uh, but there it is. So that's a podcast episode number three. Blumming it, Rob. Three hundred ninety-two, uh, published on the second of February. Stick it in your podcast player of choice. Anybody want to add anything to that before I move on? No, no, no. Okay. So listen this. To it. Oh, you have, or you're going to? I read it last night no, when no, I was in bed. Then. Did you? <laughs> yeah, he's actually read the, the transcript. Good man, look at that. He's See, got transcripts the... are so useful. Yeah, they really well are. Done. Wow, wow, wow! You must be able to read quickly. Um, God, it took me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Um, so this is a weird one. Uh, weird for a number of reasons. Number one, I, I'm not entirely sure that I understand the purpose of it. Number two, I don't understand why they don't have a website, but we'll get onto it. What is it? This is something called the Charter of the Open Website Alliance. And you've probably not heard of them because it's brand new. This is document version 1.0. And the, uh, the intention is, well, I'll read you the first paragraph and depending, I might keep going. The Alliance is founded to facilitate collaboration between content management open source projects. So WordPress, this is just so on message, but imagine Joomla, Drupal, and a bunch of others. Um, in, order to further in order to further education about and advocacy of open source benefits and principles, the Alliance's members seek to promote and defend the rights of open source projects and ultimately aspire to create a better web. The Alliance's members commit to jointly encourage prospective website owners and developers to always choose open source software over proprietary systems, bravo, and to educate why this decision is the first and most important one in a website project. Through this advocacy, we are expanding opportunities for all open source CMS projects. And then it goes on to talk about members, and it goes on to talk about how the leadership will be structured, and how meetings will be held and the, you know, voting and all that. In other words, it's, it's, they're setting themselves up. They're sticking their flag in the ground and saying, this is what we're doing. But I just wonder, 
Why isn't that a website? Why is it a PDF document? I mean, sorry, I'm being fairly uh, facetious there, but they've issued this as a PDF, which Well, I just... wouldn't be because a PDF is inherently not accessible unless it's been done accessibly. And I think Mark had the perfect solution, didn't you? Yeah, but build it out of raw HTML. <laughs> just put it out there as HTML. So that was my first thing. The, the, the first like cognitive dissonance was, hang on, why not just you? Okay, so I can imagine they didn't choose a CMS like WordPress or Joomla or read any CMS for fear of upsetting the air quotes opposition. You know, if you lose WordPress, maybe it would have offended the Joomla folks and so on and so forth. But nevertheless, it does seem a peculiar thing to release that. But I don't want to bang on that gong particularly because I, I think I think the project has laudable aims. But I don't know. Do we need? Do we need? Another thing, like blowing this horn, I, I don't know. Over to you. Discuss. <laughs> I think it's worth emphasising that the this is the chart of it. It's a big document that's designed that they were no doubt uh, did some sort of collaborative element editing on in Google Docs, and this is what they edited out. This is not the what's going to be at the end. This is something that they put out to get people to talk. It's also not really designed for any of the four people on this call. Uh, this is very much talking leadership teams of the open CMSs and in, in very much in a information governance parlance. Everything in there is le in legalese when it doesn't need to be, but they want to make themselves sound impressive. This is a document that they want to shove in front of people who goes, mm, yes, 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 I very much see that this works well mm -hmm, and rubber stamp things. This isn't a document about the open this isn't a document about getting developers to be more uh into open source this is a document about uh, talking at sort of like government level and uh into larger organizations and finding the language that they can use to spread open source concepts into those locations so yeah i, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it being a pdf do we need it at the moment, we are we do have scenarios where often, uh, not so much with Drupal and WordPress, but Drupal, let's say Drupal, WordPress, and Joomla, sometimes are trying to say the same message. Uh, a good example is when they were talking to the European Union about um, information security and the idea of, uh, and there was the CMSs made representations and they all said the same thing, but they all said it slightly differently. And so it looked like there was a fracturing. Um, so I, I think speaking with one voice on certain things isn't a bad thing. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think it's really isn't for us. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm warming to it more from what you've said and I get the, the sort of positioning of it now. So if it's more of a approaching government or something like that, maybe it's not, not for your I don't know, your um, butcher website, your, your local um, bricks and mortar shop or anything like that. It's more about p procuring the bigger contracts and having some sort of place where you can point to to say, look, it's impartial, but there's some data about why open source is a good idea for you and your data. Okay, that makes sense. I, I get it. It's not even the uh, go uh, um, government web. It's things like... Uh in Germany, the, there is a lot of legislation around the need to use open source, but there's always groups saying, well, why? 
and there there needs to be advocacy to keep that in place. So, yeah, this this, this is one group. Now, whether they're replicating already existing groups is a different matter. There are already open source advocacy groups that work at that sort of government level. Could they join? I believe that some some of the communities are already involved in that. So. There's a small line at the bottom of this document, Nathan, I think shows the source of this document. Um, this one here, Drupal, you mean, right? Yeah, this manifesto is based on the Drupal Association original open web. So it's, oh, it, yeah. It's I failed to that. see that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's off, a, it's off a template that's already been done before. Yeah, I do, I do wonder, um, coming at it from a WordPress point of view, we're in the privileged position to be the, 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 well, the leader, let's put it that way. In terms of numbers of installs, WordPress is is the leader. Um, you may disagree with all sorts of other um, you know definitions of that, but in terms of numbers of installs, it is the leader. So it kind of feels like, hmm, I wonder if we need this. But I guess from the other project's point of view, it would be quite nice. But also to Tim's point, do you remember Tim when the um, when there was that security uh, the Log4j problem? And I remember, is it Log4j or? Yeah. yeah, the and I remember reading articles in the mainstream press, and the, the the arms of government were were keen to just pick up the bat phone and say fix it, and but there wasn't a bat phone because the person that was in charge of that bit of that project just was like, no, I'm you know I, I can't remember what was going on there, but he was just doing other stuff, and he didn't want to fix it. And I remember reading several articles couched in terms of open source is dangerous um, because you can't fix things arbitrarily in one place and just propagate them everywhere. And you can't pick up the phone at three in the morning and impel somebody to to take that course of action. And I remember thinking, this is an interesting inflection point. Will the, will the nature of open source win out here? And then that kind of went away and we all forgot about it. But I do wonder if, at, at, you know, at, certainly at government level and major business level if they do have concerns around this and maybe an organized organization like this can can put together some compelling case for for why open it's source really is trying safe. to rack my brain for the um but there was a story not that long ago and i'm trying to remember what the context of the story was but ultimately there was a thing in u.s congress where they had decided that open source was dangerous because contributors could come from any country Right. Yeah. We, we, and obviously, for some people in the US Congress, that meant that there were countries that they didn't want people. And they were, they basically, the, the headlines that then got converted from that by a press who was desperate for headlines was, you know, X countries, hackers are, are in all of our critical systems. And the answer, of course, was the reality is no, some open source software was being used in critical systems. And in the list of contributors was somebody with a foreign sounding name. Um, and consequently nice. it must be, this was a national security issue. Um, things like that can easily blow up and, uh, blow up's probably the wrong word to use there. But <laughs> can easily be, be misinterpreted. And so having an advocacy group that's really focused and saying, no, this is what open source is. This is. The benefits of open source. This is why you want open source. This is why your developers want to use open source and provide the education to developers and project managers so that they can go through the chain saying, this is good. This is good. This is good all the way. It makes a lot of sense. Do you know, I'm warming to this now. 
You've talked me into it. I was fairly sceptical. Really? Because I'm completely sceptical. <laughs> you talked me into That's great. Um, Don't you no. know Tim well enough yet, Nathan? <laughs> That's right. His, his biography says he's a professional doom speaker. There you go. He's, <laughs> he's doom spoken himself, but he's managed to... Uh, uh, to to lift the no, I think I think there's a lot of legs on that, especially at the um, at the, the the level where government get involved, or where I don't know. Let's say, for example, major blue chip corporation or something where they've got to have this due diligence because they cover international boundaries. Having some organisation that can peddle the virtues of open source CMSs in particular. So maybe that's where this differs. It's just about CMSs. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Andrew Palmer is likening it to an OSS union. Yeah, sort of, I guess, a little bit. Um, anything on that? Apart from that, okay. Well, I still stand. It should be in HTML. Please make it in HTML. <laughs> so uh, Mark paid somebody this week to uh, to create a Twitter stream. Uh, he didn't actually pay somebody but I just want, I thought this was cool right and I knew you were coming on the show so I thought I'd mention it um so you know Mark he's got WS form uh, and there's a chap called Brian Jackson used to work for Kinster now does a load of different projects got um, a social um a perform let's go for that one uh, perf matters is probably the most notable one that people know him for <clears throat> and uh, over the last few weeks he's obviously been testing out your platform Mark your plugin and uh, made the switch. And what I thought was kind of nice about this was that he didn't just make the switch and say, I'll switch to, um, switch to WS form, but he, he did it with like a full on analysis on Twitter, including screenshots and bits and pieces that he loved. And I, I, I just thought that's cool. When people yeah. like him do things like that, you mm -hmm. must feel pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it was completely out of the blue. I woke up and saw he'd written it and it was so nice of him to do that. Um, Brian and I, did some work together with Perf Matters and WS Form just to make sure they worked well together. Um, he has a lot of uh, code within his plugin that checks to see if other plugins are installed to make sure his product works well with them. And he wanted to make sure his product worked well. Um, and then the next thing I know, he had, he had actually purchased a license and is now using it. So I was, you know, very, very grateful for, for him doing that. And uh, thank you for showing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I just thought that was really nice. So, he goes through, I think he's probably got about eight tweets, one after another, where he talks mm -hmm. about the, the, oh no, nine, there you go, nine, the nine things that made him switch from his current uh, form plugin, which he doesn't, he, he's, he's not starting a flame war. He makes the point no, that he doesn't really have no. an axe to grind, but he, there's no. just a variety of things which you did, including things like your turnstile implementation. And, yeah, and he continues to recommend other form plugins for different yeah. applications, you know, so He's yep. uh, very honest about what he does. But yeah, thank you, Brian. I appreciate I, it. I'd be fascinated, though, because Brian, to me, is somebody that I've been looking at for a, a really long time. You know, when, when he was with Kinster, I was making content in the WordPress space. And then he, you know, he's got all these other plugins. I'd be really interested if some little tweet like that, if you can spot an uptick in your sales or visits to your website, I'd be absolutely fascinated with the power of somebody like, like Brian to, uh, to make your make your revenue go up, <laughs> if my Google <laughs> Analytics work, then yeah, I, maybe I'll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will find out. Uh, anyway, there was that. So, bravo, uh, well done. the uh, The next one is Michelle. She's on the call. I just wanted to mention the fact that she did a an episode with Matt Mullenweg this week. Matt Mullenweg, the co founder of WordPress, he's actually on sabbatical. Uh, Michelle, did you record this when you were on sabbatical? 
Um, I'm not entirely sure, but you've got two options. You can consume it as an audio podcast. It's roughly uh, 40 minutes long. You can see I got 30 minutes in and then had to stop for this show. Um, or you can watch it as a video, but the, uh, my uh, guess would be that it's exactly the same content. But if you want to hear Matt Mullenweg chatting to Michelle about all sorts of things, this is on the StellarWP.com website. And if you just Google special episode with Matt Mullenweg, it was released on the the 9th of February. Michelle uh, did record that during his sabbatical, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got the impression just from looking and hearing, he seemed very relaxed. Yeah. Uh, I he, mean, he not did. to say that he doesn't ever sound any, I mean, he is very calm individual, isn't, isn't he? But mm. he did seem significantly relaxed. And I thought, yeah, it was well, a good interview. And um, yeah. I'm hoping that sabbatical's doing him good. He deserves yeah. a good rest. I think he's got three months off. He actually, coincidentally, he, he released a... Well, it wasn't him. He was at a, uh, a conference or something about 10 days ago where he was talking about sabbaticals and the decision to give everybody an automatic. I think they get it every five years. So mm. if you're an automatician, I think you get three months every five years. And, you know, he talked about why he thought as a company that was a good idea. And he released the number of employees. Last time I heard, um, which was not that long ago, automatic had 1,500 and something. But in this thing the other day, he said it's now, it was 1,925, I think it was. Anyway, it was 1,900 and something. And just think, boy, that company <laughs> doesn't slow down. And uh, being in charge of 1,900 people is quite a responsibility. So having a bit of time off to, to recuperate is good. Uh, Peter, Tim, anything on that or shall we crack on? I was just going to say, you haven't heard the last nine minutes. You're saying it's all chill. Um, yeah, and then the guns came out. Is that yeah? Is that... <laughs> it all goes started, off. <laughs> started throwing things at each other. There was cursing and all sorts. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. But I, I will promise you to listen to the the last nine minutes and check <laughs> check that out. That would be hysterical if that was true. Okay, right. I read this incredibly briefly, so I tried to get my head round it. And if I if I have messed this up, panel, please just interject if I do this wrong. But this is um, a GitHub uh, thread. Um, it was started five days ago. It's from Matthias Ventura, and it's called Proposal for Core Blocks in Directory. It's the thread 58773, so you can go and find it yourself. Uh, and I'll quote, there is a growing subset of blocks that we may contemplate creating that are either more niche or, for various reasons, not necessarily an immediate fit for, bun for the bundled library in core. This would include blocks that have not enough de appeal, demand, and are offering an endorsed implementation which can significantly help both creators and viewers best, uh, given best practices can be assert ascertained. Uh, further, he says, I propose we look at a mechanism where such blocks can be designed, developed, published, and maintained by core contributors in this repository. Um, but for them to be published as standalone blocks in the directory instead of bundled in the default library. These blocks, and I guess this is the important bit, these blocks would show up as authored by wordpress.org. It would allow themes and patterns in the directory to leverage them with certainty. So what I'm hearing is that there's too many blocks in core at the minute, or maybe there's a roadmap and the, that roadmap is maybe believed to have too many blocks in core. So it read to me like, wouldn't it be a good idea if we, if we took some of these under the purview of wordpress.org, we make sure that they are kept up to date, that they're 
I get. I guess they've got to, you know, they've got to be accessible. They've got to be uh, s- secure. They've got to be maintained in line with core WordPress and all of that. But they don't fit that eighty twenty rule. So you'd have to go and find them one at a time and then download them from this directory. And that made me quickly go and look at a default version of WordPress. And then I opened up the blocks inserter. And man, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that I don't suppose the majority of us will use. For me, I'm all about paragraphs, list items, and headings and images. That really is where I'm at. But there's a lot in there, you know, like the Vimeo block, which... Mm, yeah, okay. Maybe somebody needs the Vimeo block, but does it need to be bundled in core? I don't know. Do you, am I reading that? Is that what you got from it when you saw that, you you guys? Yeah, that's that's what I got. Okay. Um, I guess my concern would be making sure people are aware or make it easily to easy to find where these other blocks are rather, rather than having to go through the plugin directory to find them. So yes, I, I guess. Some, yeah. Sorry. Some sorry. plugins will have like a checkbox grid where you can enable which blocks you want to use. I think maybe Cadence does that. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. Um, I know I, I kind of like having everything in one place where I can just search and, and find it immediately and not have to go and install yet another plugin. Um, yeah. Than being in core. And I, I, you know, I don't know whether there's any performance implications of having them as a, as a plugin versus being in where we are very, I wouldn't say it was a huge difference, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this one. Yeah. It, it, I think there's certainly, so, oh, sorry. There. No, no, please. You carry on, Tim. I'll, so I was going to say, I think there's, um, there, there's plenty of history for this. If you think about it, you know, the uh, classic editor, for example, is maintained as a plugin in core by the core team in the WordPress repo. Um, Hello, Dolly is maintained in the repo. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's lot there's lots of examples where where the re, where WordPress.org is managing it. Um, the 2FA plugin technically is under WordPress contributors, but is effectively managed by WordPress.org team. So it's not unusual for them to have things inside. And I think if anything, doing this, they're immediately going to go, okay, well now we probably need to work on discoverability of these things, mm. which has to then benefit anybody else who's building blocks. Mm-hmm. So I think by making, by splitting this out and putting them into the, the di- into the directory, that's going to, uh, it's going to have to force and change the way, uh, what you can find and discover new blocks, which has got to be a positive for other developers. I think as long as they're differentiating and it's clear that you can see, oh, this one is from the wordpress.org team rather than from Joe yeah. Blocks, who also has my dodgy grid block, which impact <laughs> <laughs> ingeniously titled my dodgy grid block. I love it. That's so, that's somebody should do it. So I've just used the, the voodoo that is playground um, to stick up a, a very quick site. Let's have a look. Let's see what's in there. So so if you go to playground.wordpress.net, um, and by the way, now if you uh, append, uh, I think it's query equals multi-site you can use multi-site as well we have a look at what's in here so here's the stuff that most people use right the quotes and the code and the details and i mean verse really i don't know maybe um and then you know there's all the ways of laying out media and design you know blocks and columns sorry uh rows columns buttons and so on uh you know access to 
legacy stuff, widgets and what have you. And then there's a bunch of theme stuff here, query loop, all very interesting. And then, then when we get here, I'm just losing, I'm just losing the will up a little bit, really. Uh, SoundCloud, we need that, do we? Flickr, Anim, what? Animoto is in there of all things. These are just the old embeds. The, yeah, these I, know, I know. But the, the the point is, it's all there, right? And if that whole menu was it was stripped of all the stuff that wasn't needed, and it had to be Wolfram. Look at that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm. I think it's a good idea. I think basically anything that Matthias says is likely to be a good idea. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I, I guess discoverability, as Mark said, yeah. is going to be a, a bit of a problem. If it's not Maybe there, the, um, how would you know? Yeah, make, I know on the plugin homepage there was a, a block, you know, plugins that include blocks. So maybe it's time to expand that out and turn it into a, a blocks directory. Mm. I mean, there's a search button at the top there. You type it into the search and it comes up with a little thing that indicates that it's not currently installed. Oh, site admins will love that. I've you just know, typed in dodgy <laughs> widget and it... Now imagine if it came up, say, with the option to install it and yeah. you know, you'd be there going, oh, brilliant, and then you don't have, obviously have permission, so then you get to send a message to the person who can install plugins. Certainly <laughs> that would be... Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's a, it's well, a neat idea. I think on first view that it made sense to me. I think I think there's a lot of utility in that. Um, I think, uh, but, sorry, Peter, go on. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, so I'm a bit conflicted about this one because... I'll confess now that I don't really use Gutenberg that much because I tend to not build, I design. So I will use it on my sites. And so it's not, I don't use it enough probably. But in terms of sort of pure UX, there are two sides to this. So on on one side, it is absolutely overwhelming, the choice, as you were rightly saying. On the other and though, just because I personally don't use, you know, Smug Mug, doesn't mean that it would be incredibly, you know, doesn't mean that if you take it out, yeah. there will be somewhere in the world going, oh, you took it out, or that's the only reason why I was there. So, and I don't believe, you know, I think it's the fallacy of democracy is that minorities are screwed usually. So I wouldn't, you know, if you vote anything out, chances are you're really ruin, ruining the experience for someone who used to count on that. So I think that, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know the solution, but it, I, I also completely understand one, wh- why one would say that. But what did the discussion say, Nathan? Was there a discussion about so, it? So, yeah, the discussion that carried on after that, let me just see if I can get back, was broadly, well, not broadly, I, I read very quickly most of them, and almost everybody said something akin to, I love the idea. Um, you know, so for example, here's Nick Diego, who we mentioned earlier. Um, I love the idea. I know of a little, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's mentioning a little icon block that he's got there would be a good candidate to, for this. Um, the link off to block directory there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dolson says, I think it's a good, so Joe Dolson, he's got his accessibility hat on, I would imagine. Uh, I think it's a good way of providing some stable blocks for features that are desirable, but don't meet the 80, 20 rule. So that was kind of more or less what I was saying. I thought. Uh, I just want to make sure that the blocks end up in the directory, still meet the accessibility standards for accessibility. Um, great idea. So somebody else, would these blocks be given preference in the block directory search results? Ooh, that's interesting. Would they meet some sort of like super block category, you know, because they're yeah. endorsed by wordpress.org, would they, would they find themselves to the top? 
uh, and then Birgit mentions a bunch of things which her the people that she works with often say that they miss. So table of contents, breadcrumbs, mega menus, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's broadly positive. And then uh, Carolina Nymark chips in at the end and says, how would WordPress ensure that all single block plugins are kept up to date uh, from a security point of view? Um, I'm not quoting directly. I'm just paraphrasing. Speaking from experience, the contributors have not been able to keep the default themes updated. I'm just saying it might be an easy promise to keep and expectation to live up to. Is this something you would expect the plugins team to manage? Um, how would WordPress manage retiring the single block plugins in case it was decided that the feature should be in core? After all, ooh, good point. Um, and I don't agree that single block plugins should be in the repository. It could create more confusion about what Gutenberg is. So broadly, positivity, um, and then a few, I think, very reasonable points from Carolina at mm -hmm. the end there. Can I just point out one thing right at the beginning? If you scroll right the way up, yep. it's not talk. Uh, you, you were talking about removing plug it, um, blocks. This explicitly doesn't uh, says it's not about removing blocks. It's about going forward that there is a growing subset of blocks that we may contemplate. Oh, great. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay, so my initial um, impression then was totally wrong. So that, that whole panel that we see, that's, that's going to stay there. This is about things which get, get added in in the future. Okay, that's a very different concept. Now, whether or not that, that changes, as, it was, as it's written there, it implies future flocks that they're thinking, oh, we might want to put this in. Yeah. Walk it back. Yeah. You're not talking about things that already exist. So I'm afraid as much as you hate Vimeo, and I don't, I don't understand what <laughs> yeah, That was the only one I could think of. <laughs> they, they will be staying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the, the interesting idea, I, I like um, Mark's idea, like in, in suites like um, Stackable and Cadence, there's, a, there's one panel, isn't there? You can just go in and say, yeah, I'm going to make use of that. I'm going to make use of that. I'm going to make, but not that, 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 that. And you just turn on the ones that you like. So that's an interesting idea as well. So thank you for uh, clarifying that, uh, Tim. That's much better. So this is just the ones going forwards. Stop it being uh, um, filled up with things that we don't want in the future. Okay, so let's see where that goes. Um, Courtney wants the, uh, the dodgy block. Um, it'll go great <laughs> over, it'll go nicely on her dodgy website, she says. And, uh, Paul Halfpenny, I'm late to the party, but Nathan, oh, Nathan's voice is very gravelly. Um, I have one word for you. It starts with co and ends in vid. And you can <laughs> make of that what you will. Okie dokie. Where did we get to? We got to there. So let's cr crack on. We don't have long. So I'm just going to race through a few things. I just want a quick tip. This is editortips.com. This is Tammy Lister's project where she is serving up, uh, I guess they're animated GIFs, one at a time of how to achieve a thing inside the block editor. It's the perfect place to drop into when you've got a few moments and you just want to learn a new thing. It, I mean, if you're an experienced WordPress hand, I imagine some of this will be um, you know, obvious to you already. But it's kind of fun. It's a nice little project. So hat tip to that editor tips.com and I'm on the forward slash archive page. And so it's things like how to manage block visibility, uh, how to get the document outline to work, site view, sorry, view site from the editor, how to do editor breadcrumbs, copy a color, unlink to set to unlink to set one side, and just a whole bunch of other things that you may not have thought of. So thank you, Tammy. Uh, appreciate that. Oh, by the way, on the schedule page, I'm doing a webinar with Tammy at some point in the near future. And I'm also doing one with Peacher 
and I haven't added that, and I feel bad. Sorry, Peachy. <laughs> uh, I will right. be better. I will be better. Um, this right. is an article by Justin Tadlock, all about adding grid support to WordPress themes. We haven't got time to go into it, but it's a it's a it's a nice uh, implement a simple, let's say, implementation of CSS grid. I believe inside the group block. But um, anyway, I love the stuff that he does. This is by Tim. Tim, there, our Tim. Um, the Tim on the show. <laughs> Tell us about this, Tim. What were you doing here? This is your piece tall called Confidently Clean, a hacked WordPress site workshop. Yep. When is it? How do we get involved? And all that. So uh, it's a workshop on the 21st of March and uh, at 1pm in the GMT. And it is a 90-minute uh, workshop where I go through how to clean up a hacked site. Uh, a few years ago, I did a like a two-day version of a course on how to clean the hack site, which was lots of it, very intense. And what I thought was, well, I can do the whole thing in 90 minutes. Just every <laughs> real <laughs> No. So what I took, but I, I took a lot of from that, and I basically have distilled this down into this 90-minute session, which basically goes step-by-step step through how to identify a hack site and how to clean it up successfully so that the hack doesn't come back. It is a paid-for workshop. Um, and, uh, yeah, the details are on there. It's at timnus.co.uk slash workshop. Why don't you tell us more details? Because it's a super useful workshop that most people should would benefit from and uh, it's quite affordable. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, think yeah, so basically uh, the workshop is on the 21st of March. That's the live session. Uh, there is a 90 minutes of workshop. There's a 30 minute Q and A session afterwards. Uh, then you get access to all the recordings. Plus I've basically got this step-by-step -step guide, which is the same guide that I use. It's literally, uh, I, I'm basically make, taking the, uh, notes that I have in Obsidian and I am going to make them look pretty and give people out those notes, but they are the guide for do this step, do this step, do this step, do this step, cleaning up a site at the end. Um, yeah, uh, uh, tickets are available now. Um, for an individual, it's $49.95. And if you're a oh, company gonna... with um, up to 10 people in it, it's 495 for your team to come along. And your entire team can come along for that and join the workshops and all the bits and pieces. Um, so just to get the dates right again, it is 1 p.m. So that's GMT, um, UK time, on the 21st of March. You've got plenty of time to think about it. And Sorry. the place to go is timnash.co.uk forward slash workshop and uh, 90 minutes long uh, with Tim's fail proof, he says, fail proof process for restoring a hacked WordPress site and keeping bad actors at bay. Uh, Tim's been on the show a few times before. Uh, if you don't know Tim, Tim's actually pretty good at this. Um, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so you don't need to be a developer to join, do you, Tim? No, I mean, um, you do need to know what WordPress is and be in a position where yeah. you might have to clean up a hack site. Um, they're the sort of the prerequisites. If you are a developer or a system administrator, uh, there's some more advanced bits in there. So things about basically, I go through the process with WPCLI and then we go through the process with WPCLI, which is a command line tool and showing the differences. This version will take you about an hour. This version will take you about five minutes. Uh, so, but you don't have to be a developer. You don't have to do that, but, um, there's something there for pretty much everybody. 
So you're going to get access to the 90-minute workshop at the time that we just mentioned, plus there's a Q&A afterwards, and then you get access to all the materials, um, well, for life, as I just yeah. said. And so, check out Tim's other services as well, because he does really? a lot more than this. Yeah. Oh, thank Tim you National Code at UK. Yeah, we, we should just spend the rest of this episode looking at Tim's website. Yeah, hey! hey. Check it out. There he is. <laughs> Woo! Um, I scare people. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. I scare people. It's, I'm sorry for those of you not seeing it. We're just looking at his homepage, uh, timnash.co.uk. It says, hi, I'm Tim Nash. I like to scare people at conferences. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Lovely. So go and check out Tim's website and you can see all of the different bits and pieces that he does. That's great. Uh, Tim also raised this one. We're going to have to be fairly quick, Tim, if you want to okay. go for it now or save it for another day. What do you, what do you want? Very quickly, um, uh, this is very much one to, if you can get to the show notes and have a look through, it's just an article about somebody who really likes playing chess and playing chess online and so played chess online at chess.com and then started playing around behind the scenes. And it's basically showing how you can escalate one uh, vulnerability after another, after another. And it's a really fun story. It's really well written. It is quite technical in places. But you don't need to be too technical to follow along with just the, oh, and then this happened, oh, and then this happened, and <clears throat> then this happened. Uh, it's, oh. it's a good story. It's, it's written really well. So uh, I love it when people bring um, security and make it accessible. And in many ways, this was a really, even though it's, there's a lot of technical knowledge in there, it's a really accessible read. So I, I oh, nice. have a check through. Okay, Ooh. I will. Do you, by any chance, Tim, do you listen to, uh, it's, if memory serves, the Darknet Diaries podcast. Jack Resider. Yeah, oh, you do. Because um, I've got that one. And it's one of those ones where I dip into it maybe like every three months. I'll listen to one of the episodes. And it's so good. It's so interesting just get, getting under the hood of some like monstrous thing that happened online and unpicking uh, what happened. The, the, my favorite one was the one where they, um, they, they figured out how to rig the lottery in some South American country which was just just so just bizarre absolutely brilliant anyways the, the article will be in the show notes but very quickly it's ski.dev with two eyes ski.dev forward slash rook to xss uh, all hyphenated i was going to mention a couple of things uh, from the guardian but i don't think we've got time for that so did i miss one of the websites that you wanted to show us either of you two no i don't think there was anything from you two was there however Go on, Mark, what were you going to say? Oh, no, that was it. I, yeah, I was ready to look at your pug. Yeah, so, I mean, what the heck? How, how does it, how do you improve on this end? So, so yeah, no, you can't. So, the, this is the classical thing that, no, I completely, I say, let me just say that I totally appreciate this. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think if you were, you know, a flying kitten, it would be even better. But however, I appreciate it entirely. And yet, this is the typical thing that as, because I have a vestibular disorder, I can't watch without feeling sick. So I'd have oh, to turn away from it. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so um, it's, no, 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 please don't apologize. But just to, I'm raising awareness at the same okay, time. Okay, there you go. So, so who would have thought that this can be, you know, Mark, yeah. Mark, just before the show began, Mark sent me a link to some to some website, and uh, and it, it was a website that I'd seen before, and it's absolutely blooming excellent. Uh, I'm going to Google it. Well, I'm not. I'm going to doc doc go it. It's called Pointer Pointer, 
com. <laughs> and it's so great. Watch this, right? So you, you put you put your mouse somewhere and leave it. You have to leave your mouse there. The picture appears pointing directly where your mouse has ended up. So you just move it again. offensive comes up. Just leave it. What's it? Oh, good. Like, go right into the bottom corner. Look, right in the bottom corner. Isn't that great? Oh, well, there's some offensive that ones. That was excellent. Okay. Let's hope that there's nothing too offensive. I'm going to do a couple more and then quickly. Anyway, that got me set on. Oh, so sweet. That got me on a journey of, of like, what fun can we end this show on? And I ended up here, theuselessweb.com. And essentially, you click this button and it takes you to a useless website that does one thing. And the pug that you just saw uh, is one of them. And it, this they one says you've been, honor you've been honoring this pug for 10,923 seconds. And I am on an S tier honorer <laughs> of pug. So that's great. But um, I think you should all look at this one. This one is called... Um, this one's called catbounce.com, uh, and it does exactly what you'd imagine. So you go to catbounce.com and yeah. just a load of cats fall. But wait, wait, the joy doesn't end there because you can grab them and just fling them. What's <laughs> Just called cats. Just woohoo! <laughs> just chuck the cats about a bit. This is why the internet was. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's looking like, what the heck have I got did myself you, uh, into? Did you find the, the cow one yet? The cow? No. What's the cow was, one? Uh, we, we won't bother looking for it, but there's very quickly, there's, there's one called Find the Cow. Okay. And you have to just randomly click on the screen to try and find where the cow is. But as you get closer to where the cow is, there's just a guy in the background just constantly saying, cow, 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 cow. Then <laughs> <laughs> she get closer, it gets louder and louder. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, this website is brilliant. Theuselessweb.com. If you've got, I mean, honestly, I could spend the rest of my life clicking this button and be entirely happy. Uh, so let's, let's just do it. I don't even know what's going to happen. I've ended up here. It's cure cursor effects. Oh, nice. Nice. And yeah. then what? Oh, ooh, I can fling around emojis now. <laughs> Click it again. Oh, look at that. Your classic starter JavaScript. Okay, okay, let's go back and click it again, see what we get. Uh, this is some kind of puzzle. I don't want to be bothered with that. I'm not doing that. I refuse. I don't know what this is going to do. Oh, that, you that, can't hear it, but it's playing songs, me. Could you yeah. hear that? It was playing me music. You probably couldn't hear that. I'll just do one more before we end the show. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is redirecting me to a different domain. Oh, I mean, every dot com, and then after two seconds, it redirects me to ho dot com, and it just does that forever. Anyway, that's about as exciting as my life gets. Um, the useless web dot com uh, is your best new friend, and it's gonna honestly, you're gonna sink absolutely hours. My favorite. Oh, we were about to hear his favorite one. Audio. You're back, Nathan. No, you're not. But if you go to he, he was going so well. <laughs> he needs to go and move his. I mean, it's Robert Cats moved the antennas again. Nathan, the what? Nathan, would you like to know why your internet's not been working the entire time? Would <laughs> 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 you like to be close down all those useless websites? Yeah, <laughs> 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 the lady in the background. <laughs> 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 
endless network connections, probably mining coins or something like that. Actually, I actually have closed them all down now and we're all good. Yeah, everything's back to normal. Uh, this is another good one quickly, just before we go. This one's great. Uh, this one's called Always Judge a Book by oh, Its Cover. And you should get, the, the, and it's a variety of fictional books. The first one's called How to How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety. <laughs> There's a picture of a cat, just a little kitten, gently approaching like a handgun on a desk. Uh, outwitting Squirrels, uh, 101, one. 101 Useful Stratagems. Toilet Paper Origami, What Your Poo Is Telling You. Uh, how to survive a garden gnome attack. Eating people is wrong. That's my favourite. Uh, and Fifty Shades of Chicken. It's getting a bit, getting a bit spicy now. Uh, I think, I think that's the moment to uh, to knock it on the head. Okay, that was it. That was it. We managed to get through number two hundred and eighty-six of this week in WordPress. Lots of technical gremlins at the beginning. I do apologise that. However, I have the the cure. I just go around and push the router around a bit, and that seems to fix. And switch your cats off. Switch the cats off yeah. and push the router around a bit. Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was all sorts I was going to say then, and I'm not going to amalgamate the two. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to ask you to do the same. Peter maybe doesn't know about this, but Peter, if I you're I do able... know about this. How She's would not... I not know about oh, this? No, Peter's frozen for me. Is she frozen for you? No, we're all good. Okay. In which I'm case, I'm going to I'm going to assume that Peter has raised her hands and it will be in the copy. That's perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> So Technical Gremlins is probably going to be the title of this one. Um, I don't know. But thank you, first of all, to Mark Westgard. Thank you to Pete Chinery. And thank you to Tim Nash. We'll be back next week with another panel of experts. I will probably have done nothing but look at pointless websites. Um, so, you know, <laughs> hopefully the, the Gremlins will have gone by then. So we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.